Hello, fellow travelers and adventurers. This is episode 006 on the Overland Trail Guides podcast. My name is Ben. I'll be your guest. And here at this podcast, we talk about adventures uh, to places all across North America. Um, a little bit about Overland Trail Guides. Uh, we feature over 10,000 miles of curated routes uh, throughout North America. You can check us out at www.overlandtrailguides.com. Uh, we use this podcast to talk about specific routes and specific areas maybe that you have or have not visited. Uh, if you like us, you can definitely check us out on Patreon. We'll put a link down there and definitely subscribe to us. This week, we have Joey the Professor on, uh, coming from Arkansas, right? That's right. Yeah, so you're a, you're a pretty big presence on the internet. Um, I know I, I uh, <laughs> have Mud Racks, which is a, a legend out here in California in the land, cruising, land cruiser circles, and uh, I came across one of your articles on there, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, uh, what, the Express Rally or something like that? Did the Express Rally um, May of last year. Cool. So uh, tell us a bit about yourself, where you're based out of, maybe what you're driving, and then we can uh, we can get into talking about the watch, the Washington's. Yeah. Washita's. You betcha. I totally slaughtered that one earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a local Indian tribe, and a lot of a lot of places around here get mispronounced, uh, so that's that's not uncommon. So uh, yeah. Yeah, but my name is Joey. Um, I'm lived in Arkansas pretty much my whole life. My dad is a Baptist preacher, and uh, we have been here. He's taught as a, at a Baptist college here since 1976. So I have grown up in the same city, lived in the same city, and now I work for the city and the school that I graduated from. So uh, I'm uh, I'm actually a full time police officer with my city. Oh, cool. And nice. um, I'm a school resource officer, which is really good because um, when school is in, we work. And when school is out, we're off. And so that's what allows me to have so much time to get out and enjoy myself. So I have every weekend off. I have all summer off. Wow. Thanksgiving, Christmas, spring break, all that. So it's a lot of off time. I'm very blessed to have... Uh, yeah. have a great job where I can get out and, and do things like that. Um, I drive a 2007 Toyota FJ Cruiser. Uh, I had a lawn business several years ago, had a Ford F-250. It decided to die, and I decided to quit mowing grass. And um, I went, went to trade it for a Toyota Tacoma. We pulled up on the lot, and my wife looked at it, and she said, you're not going to like that. And uh, so... <laughs> So we just went went around the parking lot. I've told this story a thousand times. We just walked around the parking lot and she saw this FJ Cruiser and she said, what is that? I've never seen one before. And I said, I remember when those came out in 2007, um, a dealer had one pulled up on the side of a rock showing it off on the interstate. And I had to drive by that thing every day. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, I will never be able to afford one of those. But later on, you know, um, 13 years later, here I am able to uh, to have one. And, and uh, I have taken that thing and made it my own. It is um, it's definitely built, not bought. Uh, one of the one of the pleasures um, and advantages I have of working at a school as a school resource officer is having access to the high school welding shop. And oh. so I have made friends, very good friends. I've actually known the teacher for a long time, um, but he built my roof rack. He built a bull bar. He built my sliders. Wow. Um, they built That's impressive. a lot of stuff on my vehicle and ended up uh, two years ago. Uh, a buddy of mine gave me a 1946 M1 axle. Uh, from his trailer, he replaced and put uh, torsion axles under it. But uh, mm -hmm. it gave me this axle. I dropped it off in January, and by May, they had an Overland trailer built for me that I drew out on a napkin. And uh, it is the love of my life. 
other than my wife and kids. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It is the perfect base I, I camp. I might have to great. head. I might have to head Ethan and talk to your friend out there. That that. So you just brought him an axle and he I built brought him an axle. I drew wow. um, drew this trailer out. I kind of based it off of the um, turtleback trailers. Really like cool. how they're set up with the. Yeah. I'm, I am a camp cook by heart i love cooking in the outdoors so i built everything around the kitchen i love the way that the turtle backs open in the back with the big kitchen I have a buddy that that i actually travel with that owns one and fell in love with it so i uh, drew it out where it has the double um gates on the back that opens up with tables that fold down a sliding yeah. out I mean, wow. I mean this thing is built from nothing and i have a uh, running hot water uh, dual batteries with solar. Um, got a rooftop tent coming for it. Uh, 270 awning from Rhino Rack on there. And it is absolutely a dream come true. It's awesome. Yeah. So it, it sounds like you're really roughing it out in the uh, the, the bush, huh? <laughs> we took it out to Colorado uh, a couple of years ago and base camped with it. But one of the things that I really missed out on was the the opportunity to camp in the mountains. Yeah. And so last uh, January, February, uh, we bought an eye camper, uh, put it on, put it on the FJ. So I've got the eye camper on there. I outfitted the FJ with, um, with a Snowmaster uh, fridge. It's got everything I need in there to cook with. Um, I got a camp kitchen in there, fold down tables. I actually did a, I don't have young kids. My kids are grown. Uh, they live out on their own. It's the best time in life. Uh, when they can support themselves. Yep. And uh, so all we have is me, my wife, and my bulldog. And so I did a rear seat delete uh, back when COVID hit in March last year. Mm -hmm. Took the seats out, went to Lowe's, got me a bunch of uh, quarter-inch, uh, actually half-inch plywood, did a rear seat delete, created a platform, tons of storage that was unusable space. So it has, it has become in itself – where we could take just the FJ or we could take the trailer if we want a base camp. So we have the best of both worlds and, and absolutely love it. And that's awesome. My, my wife loved it so much. She went and purchased a 2013 FJ. So we have twin FJs oh, that's uh, sitting cool. in the, sitting in the driveway. <laughs> wow. That's cool. That's yeah. really rad. And so when you, you were not BS and when you said built, not bought, and when we said built, yeah, you're literally building a lot of this stuff where somebody's building it for you. And that, that's, right. that's pretty uh, impressive. Most of it's built uh, either at the high school, by the high school, under my direction, or I'll put it together in my driveway. That's, yeah. that's the way it's come together. Well, props to you, man. That's right. Thank you. Thank so, you. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and just to give a little bit of background on the show, because I realized I didn't intro that when I said episode 006. Uh or I did not talk about it that much. Most of the people that um, are coming to our site, at least at the beginning, were a lot of people on the West Coast or wanting mm -hmm. to go to places like Colorado, Utah, Arizona, California, well, whatever, right? right? right. Um, but we started putting some routes uh, out east. You know, I started talking to some people. Okay. I talked to, I forget what his name is. I, I got to connect with him and have him on the show, but he put out the latest iteration of the High Watermark Trail. He also put together the Ozark Adventure Trail. I uh, know, um, man. That's, that's it's weird. Matt. Yes, it's Matt. Yeah, no sorry, matter. Matt. Yeah, we were just talking on, on Facebook recently. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's Matt. Um, and we have the Georgia Traverse, and we got the Kentucky Adventure Trail. And it's just insane how many people, especially for the High Watermark Trail, are coming to the website from, you know, uh, essentially east of the Rockies, right? There's right. obviously a lot of people out there. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of untapped demand for sure. So that's basically what we're going to be talking about today. Um, for us West coasters, maybe that don't venture east. I think if you haven't seen the pictures, it, it's gorgeous out there. But before we jump into that, I want to talk about your uh, your name or, or your, you know, your handle, the professor. <laughs> and I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but uh you know, give us yeah. like the, the 30 to 60 second explanation on that. We can jump into all of this. Okay. Um, well, I actually, um, with my father being a, a professor at a college, um, I, I kind of went the 
Uh, I guess you might say the adventurous route through high school and uh, hated school, absolutely loathed going to school. Um, and he came up to me one day and he said, give college one year. And then after that, you can do whatever you want. Um, and I love my dad, do anything for him. So I agreed to it. College changed my life. I actually love going to college. Some of the best years of my life mm -hmm. actually went, went on and persevered and got my master's degree and actually started teaching some college classes and uh people started calling me the professor and then later on down the line um i guess i said what's up bro too many times and somebody just <laughs> called me the professor and it kind of stuck so that's pretty that's much cool. where it came from it's no elaborate story but uh that's uh that's pretty much are you uh are you a razorback or what's i'm your a razorback home? been a razorback all my life yeah, that's, uh, we that's know tough. we know how to lose. So uh, if you want to rub it in and, and comment about how horrible we are, we know it, and that's okay. But uh, hey, you know, hey, not a fair I weather my, fan. I did my undergrad at UC Santa Cruz. Um, the only professional sport sport there is, is smoking marijuana. There's literally <laughs> my high school, my high school, and I know I said I was going to keep this family friendly, friendly. But if you've been out there, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, yeah. My high school basketball gym was larger than the basketball gym at uc santa cruz to put in perspective wow okay yeah yeah okay that's yeah and more people were going to the games in high school too so <laughs> little perspective there well now that you mentioned it I, I got random drug tested this morning and since you said that i'll probably get random drug tested again tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure you're fine there yeah um, i'm fine no big deal no big deal so yeah, let's talk. Um, I mean, you go all over. I've seen uh, some of the stuff in your feed. You're obviously hitting the Rockies and other places like that. Yeah. Um, but kind of for those have that haven't been to the Ozarks or the Washington or you know the the interior highlands of what all these mountains are part of in Missouri right. and all those places, give us a little kind of like background of what they could expect and and maybe why they should should consider it. Okay. Um... I live right in the center of the state. So I'm, I'm east. If you split the state down the middle um, in four quadrants, so in the northeast, in the northwest, I'm sorry, you have the Ozarks. In the southwest, you have the Washita's. And anything mm -hmm. east is pretty much flattened farmland. So yep. anything east of Little Rock or right in the center of the state is row cropping. So you're talking flat as a pancake, nothing to see, very little trees, wide open spaces, and a lot of wind. You go to the northwest, and you get up into where mainly the people that live here want to go. Um, mm -hmm. If you're into wheeling, if you like uh, really good uh, technical trails, the Ozarks are where it's at. Lots of technical trails, lots of water crossings. Um really tight um you know i've i've noticed the difference in what people call a trail uh quote unquote uh the farther i go out west because you go out west they're really wide open um mm -hmm. you know you have a lots of room on each side even on the shelf roads uh you have yeah. lots of room it's really wide open you come here really tight a lot of up and back, up and back, trying to get around trees. Uh, we a lot of guys run limb risers out here, mm -hmm. um, and people out west are like, "Why do you? Why do you have those? Why do you need those? You come out, you bring those out here, we'll laugh at you." And a guy actually told me that um, because I had them on my FJ for a while, and I said, "You don't understand how tight the trails are here because when the leaves get on the limbs, they start." bending over the trails and a lot of times they have to help lift them out of the way so the ozarks lots of good quality technical trails tight uh lots of good views um now we call them mountains people from colorado would call them molehills you know they're not they're not that tall um you're talking five six thousand feet maybe uh, you're not going to peak a 14er out here. You're going to, mm -hmm. you know, go up a little bit, but it looks pretty good. Now, down in the Washita's, it's not really what you would consider a trail. 
It's mostly forest roads that are maintained. Okay. Um, there are a few uh, that we have found going out exploring. And I mainly go to the Washtals, just to be honest, uh, as part of my year long getting out of the house, got to get out uh, to see stuff. I go to the Washtals because I'm 20 minutes away. Yeah. And I can leave my house, go out here, take a lift, uh, fill it with fuel in 20 minutes. I'm there. Wow. And uh, so you talk about a really nice place just to get out, unwind, not have to deal with people type of atmosphere. That's it's a really good place to go. But you're not going to find a lot of really hard technical trails. Uh, Matt's not a fan of the Washitals, even though he lives right, uh, probably two miles from me. Uh, he, he would rather, he would rather, uh, and he's actually there now. He's in the Ozarks now. Oh, cool. Uh, talk to him on the way, but you know, the, the guys who, um, you know, and I've, I've, I really find that there are different classifications of people who like trails, who yeah. like to get out. Uh, there are guys who like to camp. There are guys who like to wheel. Um, and most of the, most of the time it's completely two different, uh, totally. atmospheres. So I'm more of a camping guy. Uh, if it's a hard trail where I have the opportunity to break something, I'm probably not going to go. So <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to go find me a good spot. You know, my job is where I deal with the public. And so when I go, I like to get away and be by myself, just me, the wife and the dog. Sometimes we go with friends, but uh, I like to find a good spot, cook me a meal, sit back, look over a view, camp by the water, something like that, and just rest and relax. So that's that's kind of what yeah. I do. But that's the difference between the different quadrants of Arkansas where you have the Ozarks, which are much higher, taller, and then you have the Washitals down south, which is actually the oldest mountain range in the area. I didn't know that. Um, 20 yeah. minutes, though. I'm I'm. I'm a bit envious. I mean, obviously I, traffic is, is changed with COVID. So I'm, you yeah. know, shooting out of the Bay area, but gosh, on a, a regular, and I, I try to, I don't try to leave in rush hour on a Friday in the Bay area. It's just madness. It's not like LA, but it's right yeah. after that. Yeah. It'll take me more than 20 minutes to get to the, to the freeway. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> and then, you know, then, the, the nearest the nearest national forest for me is Mendocino National Forest, which just had a huge forest fire this last summer, unfortunately. Mm. And I'm probably just under three hours, maybe two and a half to get to the border up there. Wow. So yeah. I mean, you're you, yeah. you're lucky for sure. Well, um, and and I live in a town of fifty thousand. Um, when I head towards the Washita National Forest, uh, this is a this is something that they brag about over there is the county that uh, that I enter into has no red lights. And so it, there's hardly any traffic. You go through two towns yeah. that are less than 5,000 people. So it does, it takes no time to get there. It's That's not. rad. So I know you like, I, I like to get away from people too. I mean, there's, there's spots, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's 40 million people in California, right? There's and right. with COVID, people are camping in places I've never seen people. But on the flip side, there are places that you know you can get away. You may not get the grand grandiosity of Death Valley or something like that, but you can right. still get away if you know where to go. Um, and that's I kind of value that. And I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Like if you're it sounds like lots of people are going up to the Ozarks. There's probably a limited number of trails. I assume a decent amount of traffic. So, you know, what's kind of the difference of, of the Ozark National Forest and Washita National Forest in terms of like crowds and kind of getting that wilderness experience and mm -hmm. all that? Well, um, it really depends on the time of year. Uh, deer season is huge here. Um, mm -hmm. About, I'm going to say 80% 80, 80 of men over 21 own a gun. And about 90% of those 80% go deer hunting. Wow. Um, and so the Washitals uh, offer, you can deer hunt anywhere in the Washitals. So anytime between October and February, you're going to get a lot more traffic and mm -hmm. you're going to see a lot more campers because they can camp there. 
um, and, and do diff different things like that. But like like yourself, since COVID has started, we have seen so many more people in the National Forest than we've ever seen. Yeah, and, and people are actually staying there for long periods of time. And so we, we've seen an abundance of trash. Uh, we've mm -hmm. seen an abundance of campers that stay there. I mean, people are setting up clotheslines and just pretty much moving in. Um, but, you know, there is enough trails. There are enough trails to go around. Um, you just you just got to find them. And we have an abundance of um, forest roads that you can pick from. And we've been out there enough to know which ones are open and which ones are closed throughout the year. We have several that are only open during deer season. So they're only open from October to February. So these are the ones that um, are a little tougher. Um, mm -hmm. They they offer a little little bit more exploration uh, to them, and, but you have to get them in that window because once February comes or once March comes, they shut the gates and you're not allowed down there anymore. Um, Got it. The, the Washita's offer quite a bit more. Uh, the the trails that are up there are just it's it's got to be in the thousands. It's it's crazy the amount of trails that are in the Ozarks. Now the Ozarks are huge. Um, it, it goes all the way from I forty, which is mm -hmm. right in the center of the state, all the way up into Missouri, and so. You know, and it runs into the Mark Twain up there. So yep. uh, you're talking a vast expanse of just uh, forest roads run right through the middle of it. And then just hundreds of actual trails break off here. Now, we do have limitations on a lot of them. Uh, 50 inches and under um, are is a requirement for some of them. So if you're uh, not a side-by-side, -side. you can't go down some of them. So you really have to watch your MVUM maps and uh, make sure that what you are on, you're allowed to be on uh, because they're they're very strict with that. Um, but, man, we, we've seen a ton of people in the force that we don't usually yeah. don't usually see. But, but we're getting into February, so it's starting to clear out. All the deer hunters are clearing out. All the Some of the campers from deer hunting are clearing out. So it's it's starting to get really good. Once we hit March, that's prime. March and April here, uh, and May before it gets hot, mm -hmm. um, that's prime time to get out there and 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 go camping and do some wheeling. Yeah. So we'll talk about the seasons in a second. I, I wanted to talk about uh, you brought up the MVUM map. Um, you you know I think it, it depends on the forest how accurate those are. I've gone to right. forests and they're extremely accurate and I've been to other ones and it seems like 30% of the trails are closed and out West, you know, just because people moved out here, you know, hundred years later than 200 years later than the East coast, uh, there's a lot more government land out here and that's, right. you don't, you don't have the impediments that they have in the East coast and people throw up gates. Um, as far as exploring the national forest up there, if you open up a map, you know, other than the deer season stuff that you were talking about in Gates, are you pretty good to go if you're looking at one of those MVUM maps or can you expect to hit a lot of dead ends, Gates, or, or kind of like what's what's the probability of success there? Well, interesting you said that because I believe it was yesterday, uh, Randy Putt, who started Natural State Overland, posted on the Facebook page and and wanted people to give corrections to the MVUM maps that they have been out. He wanted coordinates. He wanted uh, if the gates were closed, uh, what was going on, the difference between what is actually there and what's mm -hmm. on the map. And let me tell you, the list was long, very long. Um, yeah. Now, according to uh, my law enforcement officer friend uh, that I talked to quite a bit, as long as you're going by the map, you're fine because it's their fault if they don't update yeah. the maps. Um, totally. And so if, if you are following the map and you know, that the, uh, the trail is actually closed, but according to the map, it's open, then you're good. Um, I really like to use the Avenza app and because I've got all the MVUM downloaded 
And it really helps me out to pay that 20 bucks a year and have it mm -hmm. follow me on the MVUM app. So I know exactly where I'm at, know exactly if I'm on an open trail. Uh, but yeah, there is quite a few discrepancies. Um, and we're yeah. seeing that more and more uh, with the Forest Service. Now, we don't have any BLM uh, land here. It's all National Forest Service and the Forest Service runs it. Um, but we really don't have, I, I guess they're understaffed because they're not able to update the maps. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, when a new map comes out, it's almost identical or totally. is identical to the one before it. And they haven't made any changes, but yet they go and they build this berm, you know, decide that this trail's getting tore up and they build a berm where you can't go around it, over it or whatever. And so they shut it down, but yet they don't update the map. So we're seeing that quite a bit. Yeah. And that, that seems to be what I experienced the most is either, you know, maybe a gate has been thrown up for whatever reason, or there's a washout that hasn't been addressed or, or they've thrown boulders in front of it, you know, yeah. and it's, um, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, we, I, we I noticed that, um, I guess it was about three, four weeks ago, we went camping down in the Washita's way down Southwest. Um, a friend of mine went down there and, and we were, and it was, <laughs> it was kind of a pain for us because he was pulling an Opus trailer and I was pulling my trailer and uh, we were just going down this forest road and, and finding beautiful campsite after beautiful campsite um, right on this creek and stream um just beautiful and we were marking them marking and marking them and all of a sudden we came to a to a berm that was right in the middle of the road and just blocked the whole road off and it was oh, because man. it was because two years ago the bridge got washed out the bridge is no longer there but yet on the map it still says it goes all the way through and so yeah. it was kind of a pain for us and you really uh, if you're a trail guy, uh, what do you do? Uh, because maps are what you have. And yeah. so if, if you've never been down there before, of course, we know now. But if you've never <laughs> been down there before, then, yeah. you know, he had uh, uh, my trailers short and my vehicle short. So I was able to turn around pretty easy. But uh, Lee had to back the Opus up uh, quite a ways in order wow. to get turned around. So it was it was a pain. But, yeah, we've we've experienced a lot of that here recently. Yeah, I think I think you know part of the overlanding thing is going in with the the right mindset, and you know uh, you can't let that ruin your day, right? Because right. we know we're going to run into it, or we're going to encounter some other problem or trouble or whatever it is. It happens. It's just yeah. it's just part of the game, right? Yeah, um, right. Now you guys have essentially you know better seasons than others out there, but you can go out out into the forest any time of year, essentially. I mean, I know it's going to be hot as hell and humid during the summer months. Ooh, uh, you kind have of some humidity like crazy. Yeah, it I'm is, good man. off of that. <laughs> yeah. That's why uh, everybody that lives here when June, July and August hit, we go to the mountains and, uh, yeah. and you know, and the rest of the time, the spring and the fall are perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the mosquitoes are a little bit bad depending upon where you are. Uh, but the spring and the fall, uh, they're perfect because we've got mild days, cool nights. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, like you said, during the summertime, we're going to the mountains. And when we go to Colorado in July and it's 70 in the day and 50 at night, I, I tell my wife that's heaven because, yeah. you know, I left here and it was 99 degrees with 80% humidity. And you just walk outside and burst into flames. Oh, it's man. just horrible. Jeez, jeez! Yeah. I didn't, there, I didn't there, know there about that hot. I thought it was like ninety, but ninety not. Oh my gosh! No, we we get it. up. Uh, there are a few days, pretty much every year. There are a few days it gets up in the high nineties. Uh, most of the time it's low nineties, but low nineties with about seventy percent humidity is the norm. Yeah. So that's, that's, we get that Gulf Stream coming through here, and it's it's just murder. You don't even oh, want to go outside. <laughs> yeah, and then I know. So uh, we talked about one of uh matt he he's done a couple yeah. of routes out there and one of the more popular ones is the high watermark trail named because there's a number of water crossings on it what is the um and, and i know you said that's kind of a you can expect that and depending where you're going but when is the wet season there and is that something you need to be aware of if you're trying to do any of these routes with bigger 
bigger water crossings after heavy oh, rain yeah. or something like that? We have a lot of rain uh, early on. So uh, usually our worst month for weather is February. Um, February is our coldest month. Mm. It's, it's usually colder in February than any month. Um, we usually have uh, dips down into the teens, uh, maybe even lower. Uh, that's when the ice hits. Um, but as soon as February is over or midway through to the end, uh, we get a lot of rain. Um, mm -hmm. And so the end of February, 1st of March, that's usually when all the waterfall people come out of the woodwork um, and start going to see in all the waterfalls. And um, uh, there's a great waterfall book. If you're out there into uh, waterfalls, we have a ton of mm -hmm. beautiful waterfalls. Some of them you can drive right up to, uh, like on Falling Water Road up in the Ozarks or seven waterfalls right on that one road. Um, and wow. I think four of those, you just, they're right on the road. You don't even have to hike to them. And wow. so there's, there's things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, March, I crossed the Illinois Bayou, uh, three years ago, it went over my hood. Um, it was deep. And, uh, so you really have to, um, unless you want to go out and catch some cool video, you really, <laughs> you really gotta be uh, conscientious about, because they're, um, uh, in most places, there are no uh, measuring sticks to tell you how deep anything is. You really have to get online and see uh, what the flow is, um, how deep some crossings are, because a lot of the main roads up in the Ozarks um, have low water bridges. And, um, and so you have to really be conscientious about where you're going um, and know, you know, a little bit about the area. And how much rain that that has come yeah. in a short amount of time. And the reason is, is if uh, like Kansas, Missouri, all those, if they get a lot of rain, it all flows down through Arkansas. So we get everything down here that, that, that goes north of us. And most of those streams and rivers start up there and then they flow south. And so... Um, like the Arkansas River, you know, if it rains in Oklahoma, Kansas like that and gets real bad, we know about two days later that the Arkansas River is going to be way up. All the streams and rivers flow into it or out of it are, are going to be really high. We have to be really careful. So so we, we try to help each other out, keep each other informed. But, yes, February, March, and April are usually the really wet high water. If you're into – if you want to do some water crossings, this, that's definitely the time to come. And you mentioned the high watermark trail. A lot of people talk about that trail and you really need to have Matt on and, and talk to him about that because we will. I, I bet there's 500 variations of that trail. Um, you know, I don't that, know where the, where the name funny. of that came from, yeah. but it's, uh, it's like people ask, Hey, I, I need a GPS uh, for the high watermark trail. And you'll get you'll get fifty different things. So it's yep. uh, it's it's really interesting to see uh, how that's evolved over the years. Yeah, I think I, I must have got lucky. I think I got it on the second iteration, and and that was the <laughs> yeah. one that was like, yeah, that one doesn't work. But yeah, uh, ironically, he hit me up a couple of weeks ago, and um, you know, I forget what we were talking about, and I think we're we're gonna give him or his. Uh, Ozark Adventures. Do you know what his um his little Ozark Overland is? Adventures? Yes, yeah. we're going to be giving them credit for putting those together on there. Definitely want yeah. to give people credit for doing routes. Uh, but I I kind of knew the history of that a little of it researching it, and I was like, uh, Hey Matt, like you, we're not going to step on anybody's toes here. Like if you're claiming this, because I noted it had gone through like all these different iterations over the years, yeah. like you had said, and and it sounds like that's because. Uh, access to different trails got cut off basically they did right? they did yeah. and um and, and a lot of it um went through or very close to private property and some of it got closed and they had to move it and and different things like that and and i think that's why matt actually took the initiative uh about two months ago to come up with the ozark uh the ozark adventure trail the mm -hmm. oat is what he's calling it i believe so um, he, he put that together and, uh, and everybody's really enjoying it, uh, because cool. you have a little bit of a challenge and then you have some easy parts where you see some good sites too. So, 
Works yeah, out really well. I, I definitely like doing those sort of things, you know, yeah. kind of a, uh, I think uh, I'm more of the touring guy. I don't mind um, dirt roads and stuff if we go to go to cool places, but if we get to hit a more technical trail along the way, I'm uh, I'm all for it as long as I don't need a Jeep with like 37 inch tires or something like that. I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> right there with you. So high watermark trail that's well known known one and then we also mentioned the ozark adventure trail that you said is kind of getting a lot of press recently mm -hmm. um are there any other routes or or trails or events in the area that are kind of the go-to i know there's is it birds adventure center or something like that that they have birds, like host, uh, birds host rendezvous every year in october and yep. uh, they always have some guided trails it's it's pretty much right in the center of the Ozarks. It's kind of a hub there in O in Oark. Um, and, uh, there's a, there's a ton of really good places you can go. Um, some really technical, some just, uh, scenic routes, some kind of in between. So it, it's kind of a hub right there. It's right on the Mulberry river. So if you like to float, uh, it's a very challenging river. It's really fun to float. Um, and so that's where we started, um, the express rally and, uh, went from there and ended up back there at the OR general store. So yeah, we have that every year. Uh, another one of the, the, uh, trails that really doesn't get mentioned a lot, um, publicly, but privately is the old K trail. Um, K trail. The, tell me the, about that. The Kiyomichi, I believe is where the K comes from. And it runs in the Washita's from Oklahoma all the way into Mena. Um, there's been a whole lot of controversy with this trail um, because it crosses private property. And a lot of people have said, I don't care if they put up fences or not, we're going to go through it. Uh, and some of the landowners have uh, poured roofing nails in the mud holes and it's been a, yeah. it's been a nightmare. Um, so if, if you get on, um, chat rooms like uh, Overland Bound or, or something like that, there's always going to be people asking about the K-Trail. Um, but there's the west part and the east part, and I think only one part is open and the other part is closed. So hmm. um, that's, uh, that's probably not one that you want to drive a thousand miles thinking it's going to be a great time. <laughs> uh, you know. Um, but other than that, we really don't have a lot of well-known um, trails. We don't have Imogene passes out here. We just got um, little known places that uh, and and people just get out and explore them and uh, find these little places. They do group rides. Uh, we have several different uh, groups that go out. Um, Natural State Overland puts up uh, puts up on the trails every year. The Express Rally does uh, things every year, and there's quite a few others that do it too. So we have a lot going on out here. And um, yeah, it's it's really cool, really cool time to uh, to be an overlander right now. It's a really cool time, sure. really cool place. So if somebody's coming from out out of the area, they're not from Arkansas, Missouri, and they want to go check it out, what would you recommend to them? Should they try to go to a natural state overland event? Should they try to go to uh, rendezvous in the Ozarks, or what? You know, what is the best way to kind of get the the true Wachitas or Ozarks experience? Well, um, a good place to start is to get on Natural State Overland on Facebook and just ask around. Uh, we have a lot of members on there that that aren't from here. And um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of really good information that goes through there. A lot of people talk about uh, the different places. A lot of people post photographs. Um, and one place that I did not mention uh, that that really gets a lot of attention here is uh, the Buffalo National River uh, flows through here. It's 120, 122 miles, I believe. Lots of really great camping spots, uh, really great camping spots. Actually, some of the trails cross the river in places. Um, and then we have the Illinois Bayou River, uh, the Big Piney River, where the, the famous car wash falls where you can drive your uh, car under the car under the under the waterfall um, and so we have a lot of really famous spots like that where you could come mm -hmm. to and the way you get to know about things like that is just really getting on social media and asking um, the rendezvous is a great place 
to come. Um, man, it, it was super awesome this year. Had, um, oh, shoot, I think we had 500 rigs there. It was just wow. incredible. And I think it was big because there weren't any Overland Expos uh, besides more Expo in February. Uh, you know, the Overland East and West and all that was canceled. So people wanted to get out and, and see rigs and see vendors and see the new yeah. stuff and and see the new ice maker that the medic came out with and all the new stuff. The cool <laughs> stuff. And uh, so, you know, there was a lot of people there and they did a lot of trail rides there and you could go to birds uh, and camp there. It's a really cool spot. They've got a restaurant. It's right on the Mulberry and they have maps. You can get them, uh, go to a, uh, forest service office and, uh, grab you some maps or you can download them free and upload them to a Venza. And then you've yeah. got everything right there. But, but the best place, really the best thing to do is just to ask somebody. Um, yeah. because there are people that love the Ozarks. There are people that love the Washita's. There are people that want technical trails and there are people that want, you know, like the Winona auto tour that's down here in the Washita's. It's pretty much a maintained road, but you've got three overlooks. Uh, you've got Fork Mountain, which is a famous Indian um, meetup spot, which has a waterfall, different, different things like that. So different people want different things and depending on what you want and you might have a full size vehicle um, like a Dodge three quarter ton that's built up and you want to know what trails it'll fit down. That's a really good question here because it won't mm -hmm. go down all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and so if depending on what rig you've got, you, you need to ask these questions and find somebody who knows what they're talking about. And a lot of times people are really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, we've talked about water crossings, waterfalls. Um, my, my sister's boyfriend's actually from Arkansas. He lives out here now though, obviously. Um, like fishing, fishing is a big thing there, right? On you it's, got all these it's pretty big. We got a lot of lakes. Um, yep. And one, one of the really cool things that my wife and I discovered years ago when we started adventuring out into the into the national forest is that the, the national forest builds these watersheds and these watersheds are pretty much many lakes that uh, communities draw their water from and they stock these lakes with fish. And let me tell you, there's a lot of them that don't have boat ramps and we carry kayaks with us. And I just, I, I'll put that kayak on my back and I'll tote it down to that water and I'll get in and she'll paddle around in sun and I'll fish <laughs> and I'll tear them up. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, it's what a, kind it's, of, uh, what do they stock it with? Uh, they stock it with a bass, crappie, brim, catfish, um, panfish, uh, all kind, all, just all kinds of fish. But um, that's, nor, that's probably the top four that we have. Um, but you get to these places that, are not huge lakes that people can put their big ranger boats in and, and you're going to tear them up. You're going to really have a good time. And that's one of the things that we have really enjoyed is, you know, finding what goes with going down a trail and overlanding. And we have really fallen in love with kayaking and floating the Buffalo and, and floating down some of these rivers. We've got a ton uh, southwestpaddler.com will show you a ton of rivers that you can paddle down in Arkansas, Missouri, Texas, and New Mexico, I believe are the ones that are on there that go right along with what we do, traveling, hitting trails. Mm -hmm. uh, you just want to camp. Maybe you've got a kayak. I found some blow up paddle boards that when, when they're not blown up, they're small. And I've got, yep. I've got to get these things because man, I could take them things anywhere mm -hmm. and uh, just get out on the water and relax. And uh, we have tons, tons of lakes, rivers, streams, lots of good fishing. Uh, Buffalo National River is world famous uh, for um, people that want to float 120 miles start to finish. We were actually wow. going to do it start to finish and do it, do a six day paddle uh right when COVID hit and they actually closed the river 
last last spring. So, jeez, uh, yeah, close the yeah. river. They close. The How do federal, you? Well, the federal government. You know, yeah. it's a federal national river, so the federal government shut down. They shut down the river. I never understood why they would shut down the outdoors. I thought that would be where people needed to go, but uh, they shut down the river. Nobody wow. could float. Nobody could camp. And it was, uh, yeah. it was kind of a bummer there for a while. Uh, yeah, shut no, it down it for about three months. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, uh, Ozarks and Arkansas in general are, are, are kind of known, or if you don't know, they're, they're known for the outdoors, the natural state, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you can float. I assume there's probably a lot of hiking trails out there as well, right? You want to tons go, of hiking trails. You can backpack, probably trails. go check out some waterfalls. Well, we got uh, the Washington the Washtenaw Trail. It's yeah, uh, over. I think it's a 130 mile backpacking trail that goes right through the state over to Oklahoma. So yeah, we've got that. Yeah, and then I know one of the Walton kids, um, big mountain biker. They built a huge mountain bike network. I forget which town it's in. Um, do That's they have up trails? Around Northwest, uh, Fayetteville, Springdale area. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fayetteville. I believe mm -hmm. that's right. Um, can you bring your mountain bike out there if you want to go hit some trails in, in the National Forest? Or is there oh, not yeah. really anything out there? Yeah, We've there is got a lot of really good um, – uh, the Washtals have have a lot of really good mountain biking uh, specific places. Um, we've got – up in the Ozarks, there are – I can't remember the name of it right now, but we do have high school – mountain bike racing teams um there are there are mountain bike uh competitions all the time so there are there are lots of places um and my wife actually has fell in love with last year when we were in um i think we were in new mexico and these people rode by us on some electric assist fat tire bikes and so she has fell in love with them and she said we got to have some of those those are cool <laughs> and uh, so well, it won't be long. We'll, you'll be seeing us on some electric CS fat tire bikes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that ought to be I got, a, <laughs> I got a buddy in uh, Tampa, Florida, and he just opened, you know, he's always got a little side hustle going on. And yeah. he opened up a shop out on the beach. He lost a bunch of weight riding an e-bike because he's always on it now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely do it. You know, it seems like everybody that I know loves them and oh, yeah. um, mountain biking's big out here it's actually where it started mm -hmm. i'm in marin county i want to get one even though it's it's not allowed on the trails if i can sneak out on the lunch break and go hit the trail and you know burn up like 10 miles in 30 minutes i'm i'm totally with that so yeah that's cool man it's exercising uh enjoyably yeah. And, you know, I was reading the stats on it. They still say you burn like 70 to 80% of your normal calories. So it's not like you're not doing anything. You may not right. be doing as much, but you're still right. getting a good workout. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, it sounds like beyond just the trails, there's a lot to do out there. There's a lot to see. There's waterfalls that uh, you got overlooks. It, what about like the historical element are there any historical sites out there old homesteads um anything like that to visit quite a few actually um the arkansas historical society has uh put a lot of these um old school houses and churches um on their books and that way they're protected um i just posted i think two of the of the old churches that are in our area on my instagram um, there was, um, there was an, there was an old place we went by. We actually went to a Sasquatch festival this past <laughs> fall. <laughs> so, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a movie out. Um, I think it was, I think it's called the, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. I'll, I'll think of it here in a minute, but, but they have a down in Southwest Arkansas, they have a version of the Sasquatch and they made a movie out of it. And so they did, they did this, uh, they did this Sasquatch festival where they told stories at night. They actually went out hunting this thing. And, uh, and you so gotta go was, do uh, that. You see those guys on the shows where they, they do the Sasquatch yeah, house. Yeah. They yeah. do the call and stuff <laughs> like that. So we went, we went to that and had a good time well, on the way back. There was, there was an old, uh, Lum and Abner store that we stopped at. And apparently 
I had no idea what it was, um, but apparently it was a radio show back during World War One, and uh, it was an actual old store. It had their local post office was in there. It was just it was just really cool. Um, up in the Ozarks, uh, one of the main places to go is uh, Dub's Cabin. Yeah, you may mm -hmm. have seen that. Um, a lot of people go there. Uh, Dub actually is or, or Bub. I can't. Remember yeah, I was reading on that recently. Uh, yeah. He actually comes and hangs out there, so you can go by there, and he'll tell you the story of it. It's open to the public. You can go up there. All the furniture is still where it used to be 100 years ago. Um, the old Union School uh, building mm -hmm. is not very far from there. It's a big schoolhouse where a lot of people get their picture made with their rig in front. Um, schoolhouse has been there over 100 years. So we have quite a few places like that, tons of old churches that, are also we're also schools or maybe a community building uh they're they're everywhere so you you'll you'll find things like that scattered throughout all over the state and the historical society has done a great job of making sure these places stay there and nobody cool. rips them down and builds a subdivision on top of them yeah yeah and that's cool Ho hopefully people are respecting them as well i mean i'm, I'm they sure really you know. I'm, I'm surprised you know, I'm really Good. surprised at how, you know, you go out in the forest, you find trash everywhere, and you go to one of these historical places, and it's actually pretty well kept. And uh, yeah. for, it, for it being unlocked, and, you know, people can go in there, and I'm surprised that they don't get spray painted because everything in, in the city does, you know. But uh, it's uh, they actually do take care of them. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with that. Good. Good. Um for somebody that that's coming from out of the area, and I know you kind of talked about the wide variation of trails there from being super tight, super technical. Is there anything they need to know before they go there? Like, would you recommend mud terrains in, in the wet season or anything like that? Or are they going to get stuck if they're running some BFG KO2s or something? Um, just one thing to know, if you come out here, we have uh, a lot of red clay. Um, I don't know where you're from uh, or what you're used to. If we don't have a lot of sand, uh, we have a lot of rocks, real sharp rocks, um, a lot of sidewall damage. Um, mm -hmm. Makes your air down is is definite must. But but the red clay is usually the one that gets a lot of people because uh, the all terrains don't do well. Uh, mud terrains have a little bit more gap in there. Um, some versions of the MTs do better than others. Um, some pack it in, some sling it out. Um, you know, everybody, you talk to people and ask them what the best tire is, you'll get 50 million different opinions on it. So, yeah, but that's just one thing that you've got to know that you're going to deal with. You yeah. come out here in the, in the, in the wet season, you're going to be dealing with some red, nasty. When you get done, you're going to be scraping it off with an ice scraper yeah. type mud. Yeah. Um, it's it's really bad for the underneath. You got to make sure and wash it off when you get done. Um, a lot of places in the Ozarks, if you're not aware of where you're going, pinstriping is a big deal. Um, you're going to get some pinstripes. Like. Um, yeah, we call them badges of honor uh, out here because, uh, you know, uh, my wife just invested in some goat armor, um, which just came it? out. It's called goat armor. Goat uh, armor. Let me tell you, if you've got some <laughs> listeners out there who have new vehicles, uh -huh. check out Goat Armor because Goat Armor has come out with really cool designs and they're magnetic. So you can completely cover from one end to the other with magnets. So if you're going to go out and get pinstripes or have have the uh, the limbs break down the side and you don't want to mess up your paint, uh -huh. Check out goat armor because these magnets completely cover each side and the back of your rig. So you put them on before you go. Yeah. Protect your vehicle. When you get home, you take them off. So it's a really good investment. If you have a newer vehicle, my vehicle, I don't care. So it's already got them. They're real deep. Yeah. Everybody, you know, everybody knows, Hey man, you go out in the forest, whatever, but uh, she's got a, yeah, it's, it doesn't spend much time at the mall. Uh, but, but hers is, is nice and new. It's clean. She yeah. really takes care of it. We really didn't want to, we really wanted to preserve it. I mean, this is a 2013 FJ with 5,000 miles on it. So we really wanted to take, I know it's a gym. 
so we really wanted to take care of it. So she just bought some goat armor. It's going to be in in a couple weeks, and we're pretty excited about that. But if you, got, if you got a new vehicle, check them out because they got some really, really cool designs. And you can actually uh, send them anything that you have, and they'll print it on there. Uh, if you got a picture of your wife or whatever, they'll put it on the side. And you can <laughs> put it all the way down your car, you know, whatever you want. Uh, it's uh, it's cool. It's really cool. We uh, Some friends of ours got it. We didn't know what in the world it was. And uh, it's uh, it like the FJs come with 18 pieces per side. So you're wow. covering everything. Do they, do they roll up or like how do they how do they pack? Uh, away? They just stack flat. So they, they, they stack, stack flat. flat and they're all different sizes. So you've got one that's over the front wheel. You've got one that's down the quarter panel. You got you got one that's on the side door, back door, Man. rear. And I'm, it, I'm it covers might, the whole thing. It's cool. I might have to look at this. Are you familiar with uh, Manzanita Bush? Out west, we probably have that. it in Texas. Is that one it, word it, or six? It's one word. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's 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 a very hard, brittle wood, and it tends to grow up in the Sierra, okay. and uh, it crowds trails. And you know, we're out. Yep. We're like you trying to see like what's down here. Where does this go? Is yep. it, it looks like there could be a cool campsite, and that stuff just. Grapes. It just sounds like yep. somebody dragging their fingernails yep. on a chalkboard. So I got some, I got some serious badges of honor over just a couple of trips on my newer rig. So yeah, I'll have well, to look stuff, into it. That stuff works. It works re really well. Cool, cool. And then I think we're we're nearing our end here. But I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about your setup. And I know you said you you like uh, you like cooking and stuff like that. And yeah. I think I was looking on your feed, something about world famous uh, cinnamon rolls or Cinnabons or something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, I have discovered the little Coleman oven. Uh, and uh, let me tell you, I, I love I love Dutch oven cooking. Um, but Colorado has burned me so many times with you can't have open fires. I can't have charcoal. <sighs> Yeah, we went to New Mexico this past year. You couldn't have any open fires, couldn't have any charcoal. You couldn't uh you couldn't have a propane grill because we usually You can have a propane. Couple. You can yeah. have propane, but no open yeah. fire, no charcoal. You can only yeah. have propane. And so that really cut down on uh the way that we cooked because I usually carry a lot of charcoal and do grilling and, and Dutch ovens and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um but I've I found the the Coleman folding oven that goes on top of the um, propane stove. And what I do is I take my Dutch oven lid, turn it upside down and use that to cook everything on inside the oven. I am a, a sucker for old Coleman stoves. And so, in fact, when you, um, <laughs> when you messaged me, I was in here rebuilding an old Coleman stove for, I think it's a 67 model. I found at a flea market this past weekend. Um, I've got like 13, old Coleman stoves and I, I tear them apart uh, down to nothing, completely rebuild them, put them back together. And I don't know, I'm just infatuated with them. So I like That's the older cool. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I like the, the older, older stuff. stuff is always built better anyways. It too. is. It right? is. It's, it's, there's no plastic in there. Everything is mm -hmm. like, yeah. Well, yeah. and I bought a newer Coleman stove and it was like, it was junk. It was, yeah. it was so junk. You could tell, that they're they're building them overseas now they're not building oh, them totally. in kansas like they used to and and you know you go to you go to a flea market and you pick up one that's 20 years old and it weighs three times as much because you yeah. know it's built. and so i yeah. kind of got into that uh several months back and figured out how to take them apart rebuild the tanks and uh and do all that so uh, i don't know i'm kind of infatuated with that so that's i love i love the old pump stoves and and cooking with propane and stuff. So uh, I, I always take uh, a two burner. I got a 64 uh, 413E, I think is what it is. I take with me everywhere. Um, I've got a, a trail kitchens. Uh, I think they're made in California. I got a trail kitchens that I pull out. I keep my stove inside of it, pull it out. It folds out real big. So I set it down. I've got an orange box of, uh, fabrication table that folds down in the back. I got two drawers that pull out. So I always take um, 
uh, a disc cooker with me. I love cooking on the disc. Um, I Is that use a scuttle, basically. Similar. Uh, I don't know if they're all called scottles yeah. <laughs> or if that's just, if Timbo Tusk is the only scottle, I don't know. I haven't is really it the same idea? That. It is. I mean, Tim um, Timbo Tusk is just a flatter walk. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. It well, <laughs> um, I, we go to, we go to New Mexico a lot uh, to yeah. Albuquerque and there's a retired veteran out there uh, who builds uh Southwest disc. Um, and it's, it's a, it's the same concept, a little yeah. bit different, but the reason I like the Southwest disc is he has about 10 different discs that you can choose from. Uh, oh, you don't cool. get just like one disc. So you can get a yeah. small, uh, we take the 18 inch everywhere we go. He's yeah. got them all the way up to like a 27 inch, got them with sides on them. Uh, and the burner is separate. So it all packs up separate. So uh, I've got like four discs. Um, yeah, I cook with it at home a lot. So I always like cooking on the disc cooker. Uh, I use yeah, cast iron. Uh, Everything but the sous chef with you, huh? <laughs> That's about right. That's about yeah. right. Uh, I bought yeah. my I bought my dream uh, fridge slide. Uh, DFG Off Roads builds a fridge slide that has a a cutting board, humongous cutting board that slides out from under the fridge. So I've got a great prep area. It's just it's just wonderful. So and I cook with cast iron. I don't care how heavy people say it is. That's all I use at home. And that's all I use out on the trail. So I've got a few cast iron pieces that I take with me everywhere. I always take a little folding grill. And, um, you know, I, I I take a lot of cooking stuff. But, you know, it's funny. People say the FJ is small. Me, my wife, and my dog, we were out 15 days. 15 days in Colorado. Did you have the we trailer? Had we had everything we needed. No trailer. No trailer. So, wow. No trailer. So, you know... Um, uh, my roof tent or are you a uh, ground tent? I camper. We stayed in a uh, camper right. on top. Wow. Because I, I got an auto home on mine and that really, and I, I'm, I'm in a, essentially a LX 570. So a Land okay. Cruiser 200, which is much bigger than the FJ. And with that tent up on top, I don't have anything I can put up there. Yeah. And I'm leading a tour and I got to bring the toilet and the stuff to bring out the waste and all the yeah. other stuff. And, and yeah. I run out of room in there. <laughs> we, uh, we have found, uh, I found a folding, uh, toilet. It's a tripod. Yep. Um, that's the one I got. Use, use, uh, trash bags and we use cat litter and yep. uh, it don't Same. really take up a whole lot of room. I really like it. My, now my wife, uh, she found a flushable, uh, I think it was a Dometic toilet, and that thing is humongous. And uh, when we go and we're staying a while, we take the trailer. You know, if I try to make her happy and take the take the nice toilet when we go out there, yeah. but uh, happy uh, wife, happy life, right? I just added, yeah, I just added a shower cube onto our trailer, twenty three zero oh. shower cube. Uh, took my trailer back to the welding shop, and they built a big fold out thing um, for it, so I can. Uh, slide it out about eight feet away from the from the tent and wow. uh, if we want to take a shower in there all the water doesn't run underneath uh the annex and stuff so uh, we're gonna to have to have you come back on and just uh talk about all the mods on your vehicle <laughs> and all the stuff that you yeah. you built or the auto shop guys built right yeah i definitely yeah. want to talk about that for sure yeah, it's fun. um yeah i just joe i just wanted to thank you for coming on the show um you know, maybe you can plug where people can find you online. I know you said you're on Instagram. I think you're on YouTube. I found your channel early, but yeah, where, where yeah. can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram uh, under Joey the Professor. Um, I have um, a Facebook page called The Adventures of the Professor. Um, I do a lot of a lot of stuff on there and on Instagram. Um, I actually have a podcast called The Overland Philosopher. Overland philosopher, um, listen to that. I just you, short snippets, uh, uplifting things. Try not to talk too long, keep everybody's attention, and uh, it really gives me a way to get things off my chest because I like to sit and drink coffee and think. And uh, you know, I, I it's what I do. So, uh, but that's where you can find me. I do have a, a YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's called Joy the Professor Overlanding Adventures. 
Oh man, that's that's pretty much where you can find me. Uh, I do a live show on Overland Radio every Tuesday night at seven o'clock Central Time uh, with Michael from all over Overland, mm-hmm. um, and that's on uh, on our Facebook page and live on Overland Radio. So uh, we're pretty busy these days. We're getting ready to go to More Expo next month, and um, my rig is actually going to be in the Rhino Rack booth. And, nice. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I, you, you have something from Ranarack because I feel like everything is home built on your rig. Well, I, I tell you, um, in the last in the last year, I've started upgrading and replacing, and mainly for weight purposes. Yeah. Um, when we got the eye camper, it didn't fit on the rack that I had built um, because back when we first built it, I was using um not we started out with plano cases and then we went to the upgraded like zarge's cases um but let me tell you i'm 50 years old and getting a 50 pound case off the top of that thing just about killed me um and so um we had to transition away from that and uh when we put the eye camper up there it didn't fit um and so i bought a rhino rack roof rack with a platform and put that on there and uh since then it's my wife actually bought one and put on her vehicle and it's like no weight whatsoever i, I think i dropped about 70 pounds from that all steel big tubular uh, wow. roof rack going down to the rhino rack so um it's it's uh it's been nice so yeah we're gonna i'm gonna put that in the rhino rack booth and uh, help out my buddy. What was the uh, what was the expo again that you said it's going to be at? If people want to stop by, More Expo M O O R E. It stands for Midwest Off Road and Overlanding Expo. Um, and where is that? And uh, Springfield, what? Missouri, February sixth and seventh. Okay, so that's just a couple no, of weeks. February third, February thirteenth and fourteenth. Um, it's actually Valentine's Day weekend. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll be there. there yeah I'll be, yep and she's gonna yep. be um she's gonna be the check checker for uh, artemis overland hardware oh, cool. we we actually helped aaron from artemis out last year and uh we had so many people and chris uh that puts on more um went from forty thousand square feet to eighty thousand square feet he went from 45 vendors to over 100 vendors wow and it's it's going to be huge and uh, it's the first expo of the year and uh we got so many people coming in really excited uh all the vendors that are going to be here and uh so it's it's going to be a busy weekend but you know it's that one time where you see everybody that you talk to and uh it's just it's just really fun we usually come home from it wore out but uh really looking forward to it yeah yeah it sounds like a lot of fun uh joey i just wanted to thank you for coming on once again you plugged your instagram um yeah, we'll probably have Matt come on in, I would say, coming weeks. I've just been so busy with everything going on, so it might be months, but we'll definitely have him come on, talk about some of those those trails and routes that you talked about. High Watermark Trail yeah. uh, is a big one. The Ozark Adventure Trail is another mm-hmm. new one, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all that fun stuff out there. So, you betcha. Professor, cheers. Cheers, Happy my trails. Hopefully yes, our trails cross soon, and uh, yeah, Hope have so. a good one, man. Thank you, you too.